Tonight we are going to look at a recent Frontline Fellowship and Free Church of England joint mission uh, to the Kwasi Subantu Youth Conference, uh, their Winter Youth Conference in Natal. From the 28th of June to the 5th of July, Kwasi Subantu Mission in KwaZulu-Natal had its annual Winter Youth Conference. Approximately seven to 8,000 children participated. Many children were from poverty and crime-stricken townships of Eastern Cape and the Orange Free State. As you can see, they have a massive, massive church there. The church can hold up to 10,000 people. And at the Sunday worship service, the church was filled to capacity. Attendees include school-aged children addicted to drugs, alcohol, fornication, violence, witchcraft, etc. There was spiritual counseling available after each session. Many of the young people showed hopeful signs of conviction and sorrow for sin, affirmed faith in Christ, and pledged themselves to repentance. Students benefited from daily devotional lectures and sermons on a variety of subjects, including Daniel and Courage, the Faithful Pearl, a sermon by uh, Erlo Stegen, the founder of Kwasi Subantu, the uh, lectures on the Great Reset and the New World Order, as well as the transgender cult. Dr. Hammond gave two lectures, Christ, the Greatest Man Who Ever Lived, and the hard words of Jesus. Both were well received. As you can see from the screen, as iron sharpens iron. Martin Luther wrote, next to the word of God, music deserves the highest praise. This is certainly true at Kwasi Subantu, which has a thriving music ministry. We are greatly impressed by the numerous choirs that sang beautifully during the conference, including multiple children's choirs. Choirs sung in English, German, and Zulu. The music was edifying and classical, with the grand finale including a talented uh, brass band. As you can see, the children here are all, and the children and youth are all pointing to one student who is holding um, the Bible above her head. So the motto of the youth conference this year was lift Jesus higher. Lift Jesus higher. And that's what they're doing symbolically. So all the youth that you see here, they are uh, from the mission families at Kwasi Subuntu. Their parents might work at the property or they might attend the school. They are in some way related to the mission. So. Also, special emphasis was laid on combating the transgender cult. A highlight was when the mission children uh, went to the front with blue and pink shirts, reading, I am a boy, I am a girl. Very controversial statements nowadays, right? Um, on the back of these shirts was written, I am vulnerable, protect me. An important reminder, especially with this new uh, film on child trafficking that came out in America, The Sound of Freedom. Uh, we have to protect our children. Uh, parents and teachers were given gray shirts promoting faith, family, and freedom. All things in New World Order uh, 
Sabbatan cult wants to destroy. Uh, even the, uh, the adults also got shirts, and as you can see, there they are in their gray shirts that say Faith, Family, and Freedom. Participants enjoyed a field day where they were able to stretch muscles in the clean country air. Remember, many of these children come from townships or urban areas where the air is very polluted. So it was uh, a great privilege and opportunity for them to breathe uh, clean air. We often take that for granted. A variety of obstacle courses, games, and football matches were arranged for the energetic and enthusiastic children. So you can see they have a bounce house there, they have uh, soccer fields there, uh, football fields, uh, various uh, opportunities for the children to test their physical abilities. Uh, here's a relay race where they are carrying uh, jugs of Aquila water, which is in plentiful supply there, as you might guess. As you can five see, liters equals five kilograms. Yes, so it's five five liters, um, and as you can see again, some of the children of the uh, of the mission staff are taking part in supervising the event. The, the two children in the pink shirts in the background. Uh, here's one of the uh, high school students from the Quasi Ubuntu uh, Dominus Servi School, who's helping out at this obstacle uh, challenge. Uh, he's showing the young children how to do it properly, as a good coach would. Here they are practicing a, would be a, it seems like a difficult skill, but you know, balancing a, a five liter jug of water on your head. Uh, might give you a headache afterwards. <laughs> uh, here they are um, uh, collecting things in a relay race, running back and forth. Potato and spoon race. Yes, I believe that was a potato and spoon race. Here's an aerial shot of the main football field. As you can see, they really enjoyed that. Uh, this football field is, was built for their school, primarily, but they also use it during the conferences. Their school is uh, K-12, private Christian classical school, um, and they have a full retinue of sports activities. Uh, when I did an interview across this Ubuntu, I was accompanied uh, by one of their high school students who was sort of showing me where the radio station was, and he was telling me about all the various sports that he was involved with. They have pretty much every type of sport you can imagine being offered, uh, that could be offered at a high school, it's being offered there. Um, well, at least for a landlocked high school. They don't have water skiing. Really. All right, so. Um, one key lesson that I learned about Quasi Ubuntu is that hospitality is love in action. Hospitality is love in action. Uh, Quasi Spuntu mission is an example of excellence in Christian hospitality. Not only the men and women, but even the small children labored tirelessly in hospitality to make the youth conference a success. As you can see, it's no small feat to uh, feed 
seven, eight thousand children, uh, especially hungry children who just finished with their field day or with their lectures. And um, so the the children, the mission staff, all took part, as well as the mission staff themselves. Uh, everyone pitched in in order to make it a success, and their strength and their patience was exemplary. During a tour of the mission, I was shown the temporary cooking room, where volunteers toiled for hours around massive pots to prepare healthy and satisfying meals for all of the participants. Many of the black children said they had never eaten so well before. And it's important to emphasize that all the workers at the pots were volunteers. So none of the mission's staff were compelled to be there. They all gave of their time and their efforts at this very laborious task. They all gave their uh, time willingly and voluntarily. Here they are getting some pot PT, uh, carrying the very, very heavy pots of rice, uh, wherever it needs to go. Here's another angle of the main dining tent for the participants. As you can see, it's a quite a large tent. They had this tent as well as uh, one or two other uh, feeding areas as well. And regarding the accommodations, they were actually filled to capacity. They had to start putting mattresses into the teacher training college. All the teacher training uh, students were on break. So they were uh, having to find new places to put the, the students uh, for their night's sleep uh, because there were just so many. It was remarkable. Even Earl of Segan's grandchildren, some not more than six or seven years old, took their turns helping with meal preparation and delivery either for the youth or for the guest ministers, teachers, and lecturers at the Stegan home. Uh, here is a photo of the Stegan family. Uh, how many grandchildren does he have? 25. 25 grandchildren. It's remarkable. Getting to see your children's children. True blessing. And incidentally, am I correct sir, in saying that all of his uh, daughters are loyal and still working at the mission. All of his daughters and grandchildren living in and around his house. Exactly. So, he is Earl uh, Stegan has labored for the Lord these 70 years, and he's been truly blessed as a result of a loyal, loving family uh, who's caring for him today and continuing his work. Uh, KSB's example serves as an important reminder that showing hospitality is a vital and practical application of Christian love, and that it's not so much what you provide as how you provide it, namely with a joyful and selfless heart in service of Christ. Freely you have received, freely give. It's our Lord's command in Matthew 10, 8. That is a lot of bread, isn't it? The conference also afforded time for fellowship with new and old friends. Uh, we had opportunity to meet uh, Marius Pretorius, who was involved with the Bible study in the South African Defense Force that eventually became Frontline Fellowship. He's now a worker at Kwasi Ubuntu. Uh, he's a brilliant translator. He does 
uh, a good part of the translation work for Ellis Deegan in terms of his sermons, uh, and a very uh, friendly man. Uh, we also had opportunity for fellowship with uh, families from as far away as Germany, and one family who's German that's serving as missionary teachers in Cairo, Egypt. And we were able to talk with them about uh, both the scriptures as well as uh, geopolitics and the current situation in Egypt today. There was opportunity for a literature distribution. 15 boxes with 300 Zulu Bibles were donated by Frontline Fellowship and given to participants who evidenced genuine contrition during counseling sessions. So they were given out selectively to students, to participants who the counselors believed would use the Bibles well. Uh, this is a photo of Dr. Hammond along with one of the Stegan uh, daughters who um, assist in the operation of Quasi Ubuntu. Uh, here's a literature table uh, with some of the Frontline Fellowship's materials, as well as some other good books uh, for the children at the conference. Uh, the uh, lady in the photo is uh, Marius Pretorius's daughter, who is also a teacher at the school at Kossi Sabantu. Here's an aerial shot of Kossi Sabantu Mission, uh, its main auditorium area, and some of the farmland. As you can see, it's in the hill country of Natal. Uh, here is, again, some of the farmland. Uh, tractor here, they have uh, a good amount of farming equipment. We can't see it too well in this photo, but just off in the distance there is their house for those recovering uh, from AIDS. They have a special ministry to those people, and it's not accessible to the public, and it's uh, set off to the side, but apparently they keep it so clean that you could actually eat off of the floor. That's what the guy said. He was, um, uh, from my understanding, he was uh, giving an accurate dis uh, description. Uh, I also visited some of Kwasi Sabantu's uh, uh, product, uh, uh, some of his production centers. So Kwasi Sabantu, in addition to being a ministry uh, to the Zulus, uh, one aspect of its ministry is providing uh, stable, productive work for the people who come to the mission. Um, so they grow food on the land, and then they employ those um, they come across in order to uh, wrap the food, clean the food, get the food ready for distribution throughout South Africa. Um, so here they are uh, boxing and uh, sorting through uh, peppers. They have huge conveyor belts where they go through the peppers by hand, take out the, uh, the less, uh, less than ideal ones, so that only the best products go to the market. The process of Ubuntu endeavors to maintain the highest standard in terms of its output in, uh, in its uh, food distribution, as well as in terms of its water. So many of the people who work at Kwasi Ubuntu um, were converted to Christ at the mission. Some of them might have been drug addicts or gangsters or what have you. Um, they were converted to Christ and then Kwasi Ubuntu gives them opportunity to learn a new trade that will help them in their future uh, to live an honest, upstanding life uh, in Christ. 
So here's a close-up photo of some of their papos. Uh, here is one of their greenhouses. Uh, it's, they have a number of these on the property. I think it's three or four. And they're growing peppers in here. So this is the beginning stage for the peppers. And they have another greenhouse, larger one, where they're growing up taller. Uh, and that's where they are harvested. These greenhouses were given to Kwasi Subantu by supporters in Germany. Apparently Germany has a law that uh, greenhouses, basically they have an, uh, an expiration date. So once they get to a certain age, they have to be replaced. They're perfectly fine working greenhouses still, but government bureaucracy, you know, they have to get in the way of everything. It makes things more complicated. But anyway, it was a blessing for Kwasi Subantu because they were able to get these greenhouses for their ministry. Here is a hillside view of the Aquila water plant. This is the main water um, facility for the uh, Aquila uh, water bottling industry. Um, the interior of the uh, water bottling facility is quite remarkable. If you go there, you can actually have a tour of it. They have signs posted that give the history of it and the uh, unique technology that's used there. Their, um, their, their, their conveyors, some of them are patented technologies that's unique to Kwasi Subuntu, and it just helps produce a higher quality bottle for the high quality water that they produce. But from beginning to end, our experience at Kwasi Subantu was refreshing, uplifting, encouraging, instructive, and edifying. Praise God for the great work uh, he is undertaking at and through Kwasi Subantu mission. It's wonderful to know a mission, uh, so faithful to the scriptures, uh, to Bible teaching and practical discipleship, to the, uh, to living God's word out on a daily basis, helping people, not only ministering to their souls, but ministering to their bodies, a, a, a holistic approach to Christianity. That is what you see at Kwasi Subantu, and that's why um, it's a, a viable ministry that deserves our prayers and um, our support, uh, and may God preserve it for future generations. Uh, Psalm 148, 12 through 13 came to my mind frequently while at Kwasi Subantu, so we'll conclude with this psalm here. Uh, Both young men and maidens, old men and children, let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is excellent, his glory is above the earth and the heaven. So um, here are some links, Kwasi Subantu's uh, Website is www.ksb.org.za. You can learn more about their mission there, as well as find uh, some great audio, video recordings of sermons. They have a live stream where they record all their services on YouTube. Uh, Frontline Fellowship, www.frontlinemissionsa.org, as well as uh, as well as the Free Church of England Cape of Good Hope, www.fcecgh.org. So these were the three ministries involved with uh, this particular uh, assignment. Very good. Are there any questions? Yes. Does the Kwasi-Subantu's main mission headquarters, does it have a solution for load shedding? Is there a solar plant or generate? A very good question. Yes. 
they do experience load shedding across this Ubuntu and Natal, and they have high-powered generators as well as, I believe, solar panels, yes, to compensate for it. I believe they found solar panels on work sunshine. Very good. So they've got inverters and battery backups and generators. So you just go down for a counter for a few minutes and then it's back up again. Okay. I see. So they've got backups. So they can manage without. I stand corrected then, yes. So they have generators, backups, uh, but the ESCOM uh, did fail um, a few times while we were there. It lasted about one second and then the the, uh, the power resumed, so there was no interruption there. Very, very efficient, especially with regards to the water production plant. That's essential because they operate 24 hours a day. And if the electricity were to fail, then their conveyor belts would come to a stop. It would disturb their production, etc. It's important to remember that Process Ubuntu's water bottling uh, factory, its agricultural uh, facilities, these are all part of its ministry because its goal is to minister to body and soul. So these are ways that they help disciple the people that come to them, as well as uh, ways by which they bless the wider community, both within Natal as well as within uh, South Africa and even beyond South Africa. Many of their uh, vegetables and water, they're uh, exported overseas to Europe and other places. Yes, very good question. Anyone else? You yeah, haven't specifically mentioned the ministry to the mind, educational and regular ministry. Yes, yes, very good point. So, uh, as I touched on here, the uh, youth conference involved brilliant lectures, and that is, um, the, and their, their ministry to the mind, it's not only during the youth conference, but it's all year round. So their goal is to target mind, body, and spirit. Um, they target the mind in a number of ways, of course, through uh, preaching, the preaching of God's pure word in the church. Uh, they lay a heavy emphasis on um, the ministry of the word in terms of healing. So people who come there with various types of diseases or possessions, um, people who have been addicted to drugs, alcohol, various forms of abuse, they sit them in the church, you know, they, they come to the services, they hear God's pure word preached, and true miracles happen. Um, one woman addressed this with that very case. Another way they minister to the mind is by means of their teacher training college. They have one of the best teacher training colleges in South Africa. Um, their flagship school, Dominus Servi, gets 100% uh, uh, matric uh, rating. Uh, pass, pass rating every year. Yes, for 30 years. So they maintain a very, very high standard of education. Uh, they have students studying to be teachers at the teacher training college from as far away as Korea and uh, Europe, as well as uh, from Africa. So yes, they definitely target the mind. They also have a fine teacher training college library that Frontline Fellowship has contributed to over the years. Yes. So, is there anything yeah, else? Yeah, the radio is also yes. in German, English, Afrikaans, and Zulu, Yes, and the radio program uh, reaches uh, throughout Natal, and then, of course, uh, by means of the internet, it reaches around the world. I was privileged to speak at the radio, uh, at the radio station, on the subject of uh, fear versus faith in times of medical crises. 
to talking about the COVID cult, salvation by vaccination, lockdown lunacy, masquerade madness, uh, those things which the New World Order pushes, uh, and then comparing that to faith, which is, of course, the biblical answer to any form of uh, plague or pestilence, which does not fear. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Uh, so that was the subject of my presentation to that radio program. Yes? For the library, are all the books donated, or where did they get them? Yes, so all the books are donated uh, by various ministries. Frontline Fellowship has greatly contributed to it over the years. They are, Process Ubuntu also has great friends I know in Germany who donate a considerable amount of books. Um, can you think of any others, sir? Yes, the city got two donations from Germany. Yes, so, and their library is well supplied. Right, are they, uh, where do they lean theologically? Is it Calvinism or uh, Lutheranism? So, Erlo Stegen was, uh, so, let me back up. So, Quasis Ubuntu comes out of the German tradition. Uh, there was a German migration to Natal in the 19th century. Uh, Germans went there as missionaries on the Queen Candace, which was a ship specially made for these missionaries. And they were basically told, it's a one-way trip. You're not coming back to Germany. <laughs> uh, so, uh, do, you, do you know what year that was? 1840s through 1860s. Yes. <coughs> so they established a very strong German Lutheran presence in the town. Erla Stegen comes from that tradition. He was ordained a minister in the Lutheran church. Uh, he served as a Lutheran minister for several years. Um, and really, he's, he's still in that tradition. So Quasis Ubuntu is interdenominational but it's grounded in the uh, Lutheran Reformation Protestant tradition. Yeah, so Reformed Evangelical Protestant with a Lutheran so grounding. That reach, okay. Similar to reach? Not quite, no, not quite. no, no, so. Um, they might have had, I suppose they would have had good relations with the Church of England essay at one point. They did frankly cheap as a guest speaker mm -hmm. at the Mass Conference. Yes. Uh, it should be a good relations, yes. mm -hmm. But uh, second question is: the water is it coming from the spring for the bird, or is it piped into the compound from somewhere else? Very good question. Yes. So the water comes from a spring that's on the property. Oh, okay. Interestingly, the they found out about this spring because a small girl came to Uncle Erlo in the 1970s and said, "You will find something very valuable underneath the soil here." Treasure. Yes, some type of treasure underneath the soil. And they were thinking, what could this be? So At was first, it like a, pro a prophetic word? They, or she actually seen it? She did not see it, oh, no. She didn't see it. Um, and at first they thought, what is this girl talking about? But then they considered, well, she, she seemed honest and she uh, wasn't, she went out of her way to tell them this in a very deliberate manner. She stopped playing with the children her age. She felt compelled to tell them this. Um, so they started thinking about it and they thought, well, what? could there be gold or diamonds underneath there? So anyway, they, um, they began investigating and they discovered a massive freshwater spring underneath their property. Um, and uh, it's some of the purest water, I think, in the town. It's extremely, extremely high quality, fresh.
fresh, pure spring water. Um, and it's a treasure, not only because it supports, it helps to support the mission, so Posse Sabanta Mission is faith-based, they do not take donations, or they do not collect donations at their, uh, at their services, um, they rely on the free will generosity of others, as well as uh, mainly upon their agricultural ministry. So it does help support the mission, but also provides fresh spring water to the people of Africa, and it has a symbolic value as well. Because Kwasi Subantus, let's go back to the very beginning. So Kwasi Subantus symbol here is a cypress with a stream of water. And that stream of water, of course, represents the rivers of living water that flow out of those with faith. So you have the, the pure rivers of water coming from God's pure word that's being preached. Then you also have this outward sign of that with the pure water that's coming forth through Aquila water. So it has a highly symbolic value. Um, but yes, just to answer your question uh, simply, uh, Kwasi Subantu gets its water from an underground, pure, freshwater spring at the property. It bottles it at the property. They have another bottle, uh, bottling facility and spring at Franschuk, where they uh, collect their water for distribution in the Western Cape. You talking about Franschuk? Yeah. Yes. But the water is pure and of the highest quality. Just as they're preaching and the, the word that's ministered there is also pure and of the highest quality. They, they have a school on, on the curriculum-wise? Good question. So they follow a classical Christian uh, curriculum that they've devised themselves. Um, it covers all the major subjects. Uh, and uh, the school is a boarding school. They have boarding facilities. How many students can they have there at any given time? Do you I think there's somewhere around 300 to 400 around students. Around 300 to 400 students. Uh, they come from Natal as well as from Fevera Field. Uh, yes, and their uh, pass rate is very high. And their, their teaching is to a very high standard. Very good. Yes. Compared to all the other missions in the world, mm -hmm. how high is that compared on not just Africa, worldwide, this mission actually stands? Well, Dr. Hammond's father-in-law, Bill Bachman, who was a veteran missionary uh, to Eastern Europe, as well as here in Africa, uh, he said that it was the best run and most blessed mission, not just in Africa, but in the world. Wow. And he had seen many, many a mission. That is something. Well, both of them ministered in 114 countries in the world. When I said, when I'm overstating it, you said it's the most blessed mission after disappeared. Upgrade that to the world. So there's nothing to compare with. Nice. Oh. Very good. So, any other questions? Yes. Do they farm any livestock? Any plans to? They did have uh, some cattle on the property. Um, that's not their emphasis. So in addition to uh, the water bottling and the vegetables, they also have a yogurt producing facility. And they have another farm located off the property where they have cattle. It's basically a small ranch. 180 dairy cows. 180 dairy cows. They had a few on the property, but most were located on a uh, nearby uh, estate. 
Whereabouts are they based in the town? Uh, About so in on the north coast? Just yeah. south of um, Great Town in Pranskop. Okay. So if you go, Stanger's on the coast, you go north from Stanger up to R74. Okay. It's just 20 kilometers south of Pranskop. AK-47 reverse, R-74. <laughs> yes, so about an hour and a half away from Dover. Yeah, from Stenger up to Greytown and just south of Transcorp. Transcorp's the closest town. But at night, there are more people at Costa Mancha than are in Transcorp. Transcorp's on the map. Costa Mancha is not normally on the average map, but that would more people in. Yes. You said 500 and what? Something? 570 hectares? It's something like 500 and something on the hectares of farm hectares. Excluding or including the cattle. No, that should be off-site. A uh, ministry. So, one aspect of their agriculture production they're hoping to develop in the future is uh, caviar production. They were actually given a number of uh, fish to produce caviar, and they're trying to get the licensing for that now. So that'll be a future outlet uh, for distribution. Yeah, so the hotels are missed from the river. Exactly. We've got some Russians on the mission site too. Mm -hmm. We've brought the caviar. Yes. 